Welcome along to episode 752 of The Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, Alexis Q shares her brand new single, Forbidden. We'll be hearing from Cotswold Dramatic Society about their children's play, the 50th anniversary since their first production for kids. We'll be having an natter with Christopher Commander about a Christmas carol he's performing at the Sutton Arts Theatre. Paula Radcliffe will be along to talk about environmentally friendlier holidays. And we'll be having a natter with Hannah Broadhead, all about her appearance on the Sky Art Show, Portrait Artist of the Year. That's all on the way on the show this week. Welcome to the Milk Bar. 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 Obviously, we need to protect our planet, but sometimes we have to go the extra mile. Someone who's used to putting a few miles on the clock is the one and only Paula Radcliffe, who joins me now. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm very well. I hope you find well. And uh, so when it comes down to it, what can we do uh, to to assist the planet that sort of ties in with your wonderful world of marathon running? Um, well, I think it's about making little changes and little gestures. And that's why it's a, an honour for me to work with Explore Worldwide. And they've just come out with this travel impact report, um, which basically I'm with the 58% of us who worry about the impact on sustainability of holiday travel. And over half of us are actively researching ways that we can still go on holiday, but in a more sustainable way. So it was great to just learn about more ways that you can make your holiday more sustainable and obviously we all know about using public transport as much as possible when you're there I'm a big fan of running around as much as possible <laughs> walking around um, biking around just finding a way to, to see more of the local area but under your own steam as well um, but I didn't realize the impact of reducing your the weight of your luggage had on it um, uh, and kind of making that change there and I'm definitely one of the one in seven who wants the money that I spend on holiday to go to supporting the local economy. Yeah, I mean, in the height of your career, you'll have been here, there and everywhere all over the world. And probably there was less thought given to this sort of thing then. So uh, it's it's great now that uh, you're maybe taking a, a little bit easier and not been competing in quite so many events uh, that uh, you can actually uh, take a break and enjoy doing it in such a way as it isn't going to hit things too hard. And you've talked about making sure that uh, you know, we are helping the economies of the places we visit, because, I mean, that's a huge part of the tourism industry. It's not just about turning up yeah. and consuming. It's turning up and taking making an interest, highlighting local issues, uh, but also having spend going through uh, an area and, and really seeing what you can do to lift the, the way of life for those people you're visiting. Absolutely. And it's also part of the education process for a family holiday, I think, as well, taking young children uh, and even teenagers and letting them see um, other economies, how they function and understand how it important is to kind of support that and how important it is to understand and work with other cultures and make sure that they're always there in the future for their children to, to go and visit and to learn from. Yeah, and when we are traveling as well, you've already talked about making your luggage lighter, but it's also about not buying disposable travel items. If you're a regular traveler, have a refillable bottle. You fill it up from what you have at home. The cost of the bottle itself will probably be less than buying the product that you were looking at. And you're going to use next to nothing out of the big shampoo bottle you have at home. 
Absolutely. Uh, and usually you can also buy those things when you get there. So you don't have to even travel with them. Uh, you can support the local economy again and try something new, maybe find something that you absolutely really love using uh, while you're there. And the local cuisine as well. A lot of times just pick up on new things that you've never done. It's a great way to, to learn and to grow, but also to support that economy. Yeah, I know. I want to go back to Brazil for some shaving gel that I picked up over there that was fantastic, but <laughs> it wouldn't be very environmentally friendly of me to go and do that. So I, I will behave. <laughs> Wait till you're there anyway. Yeah, fingers crossed, not too far away for another trip to Rio. <laughs> but I mean, it, it is a, a, amazing what we can pick up and enjoy when we are traveling. And it's, a, it, it's about knowing the credentials of the people you're booking your holiday with. It is. Uh, and that's why I think Explore are great. I mean, even on their website, if you go and look, explore.co.uk, you can see the carbon footprint of the holidays that you're looking at booking. So you can choose it that way as well. And there are some really cool ways to kind of make it a really great active family holiday. I mean, one of the ones I was looking at, Active Turkey, you are kayaking around to be able to discover the local area there. Um, walking the Incan Trail is another one that I just thought, oh, that's something I would love to do. Yeah, and it's like great opportunities. And you've already mentioned, I mean, you enjoy going running when you're somewhere. It is about using sustainable transport when you're there. And it may yeah. be in a poorer country that uh, they may not have as good transport links. So they, their their efficiency of their vehicles may not be so good on public transport. But if we can use you know, something like a, a bike or a kayak or you know, even our two feet to get around, we can not only see the place in more detail in a better way than whizzing past things, but also you know know that we're not adding any extra bits of carbon that we could really do with offsetting when we get home absolutely and it is a great way to kind of see the real culture of the place that you're visiting as well if you're on foot i think you're much more likely to and ask locals as well ask them the best places to visit ask them to show you um, and it's a great way to discover new places and have you got your holiday book for next year I haven't booked it yet, no. Um, I think I'm really trying to work out time-wise as well um, because uh, I'm looking forward to to working on the on the Paris Olympics. I'll probably be, even be driving or getting the train up there. Um, so that will be a sustainable way to travel there. And then it'll be what we can fit in as a family in what's left of, of the, the summer holidays, uh, I think, there. So we might just do something local. So uh, again, it's all good to uh, make sure that we're, we're enjoying ourselves, getting the break we need, and also still not damaging the environment any more than we need to. Because unfortunately, as creatures, we are going to have an impact. It's just lessening that impact and making sure what we do do is in the right way for the right reasons. Exactly. And little and often by everyone is a far more sustainable way. Where can we go for more information on the whole of this travel report and to find out about the opportunities to get a greener travel itinerary? So you can check out the website at explore.co.uk. Well, Paula, have a great time at the Olympics. Have a brilliant time wherever you holiday next year. And uh, we look forward to Thank catching you. up again in the not-too-distant future. Brilliant. Thank you. Have a good day. Now, if there's anybody you'd want to deliver Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol, other than Charles Dickens himself, it would be Christopher Commander. And you have two opportunities to see him in action on the 8th and 9th of December at the Sutton Arts Theatre. And he's with me now to tell me more about quite what he's up to. Hello, sir. Hello. <laughs> Doing all right? I'm well, I'm well. This is, uh, I, I'm just very excited. It's starting to be Christmas season and we're starting to get into the festivities. And it means and, you get top build hat. I do get a top hat. In fact, it's over there. I know. Yeah, you, you're prepared. You've been waltzing around the house in the top hat to get yourself into character. Absolutely. In uh, character. So, yeah. Not at all because I look taller in it. 
<laughs> and you're quite tall anyway, so I mean, it must be quite startling seeing you uh, in a topper. But there we go. So, uh, a Christmas Carol. Now, uh, you've very kindly produced this for radio broadcasts in the past, which is where where I've experienced you telling this tale. Uh, and uh, also, you've done this live on a number of occasions, and uh, with a, a one-man self-produced show coming up on the eighth and ninth at Sutton Arts Theatre. This is a chance to experience it, how it probably would have been told back in Victorian times. Very similarly, yeah. So uh, one of my inspirations for this show was the fact that Charles Dickens used to take this on tour. Um, in fact, one of his first performances was in the Midlands of Christmas Carol, and um, it's the 180th anniversary of the story that was published in 1843. And it feels like a perfect sort of lovely full circle. And yeah, so I perform, I perform the whole thing in an hour long show. You come, you get to sit and relax with Charles Dickens for a bit. And then he tells you the story of A Christmas Carol. Well, I love the idea, and uh, I, I do like the way you perform. It is always worth uh, listening to uh, every word you say, hanging on those literally. And with an hour-long performance, does this mean it runs straight through? It runs straight through. You get to see Scrooge's Redemption with no stops whatsoever. <laughs> so you, that's spoilers, I think. But after 180 years, that's pretty much allowed, isn't it? I would think so. By this time, spoilers are allowed, I think. <laughs> but uh, you, I know, enjoy telling this tale. I mean, you do all sorts of work and you, you again, spent the summer in the world of William Shakespeare. But uh, at Christmas, you have a new character to to work with. And uh, it's it's not the only performance you're giving of uh, a Christmas Carol. It is something which has very much become a, a Christopher Commander sort of special. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been very fortunate to be part of a production of Christmas Carol every festive season since 2009, and I don't plan on stopping. So he is, he, I, I can't do Christmas without, without a Christmas Carol. That, that works. We obviously, we're getting the story, a uh, chance to enjoy mince pie around and abouts as well. Yes. Uh, in fact, there is a, uh, a special I should, I should tell you, this is probably the first time that I can tell you this. Um, there's an exciting thing for one person in the audience. Mm -hmm. So if we sell out, this is if we sell out, so it's a nudge, nudge, wink, wink for all of you out there to sell tickets. Right. Um, if we sell out each night, one of you will be given a personalized um, ticket of a Mr. Charles Dickens reading um, replica of one of the uh, original tickets that would have been sold to see Charles Dickens live. So it will have your uh, seat aisle and number on it. And uh, after the show, I will give it away to one lucky person who is sitting in a particular seat and, uh, and, and we can talk about it afterwards, but that's only if we sell out, if we sell out. Okay. Make sure it sells there. It's going to sell out. Come on. It's uh, the, 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 a wonderful venue to watch something like this in as well, because it's suitably intimate yet still big enough to make it special. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's one of the exciting reasons to bring it to that space because it feels uh, broad and yet, as you said, super intimate. So um, there are certain moments in the show that are going to be um, quite in your face and uh, some moments to enjoy from afar. Uh, not giving too much away, but there's some audience participation. There's some interactive elements because I want to keep it as... Um, as as relative as possible to you and I being so close to each other. And I don't want to just sit back and see this because you can go watch A Christmas Carol. There are some great versions out there, but I want it to be 
as um yeah as personal as possible so my favorite christmas carol apart from one that involves you is the muppets version because i think that is probably truest oh, to the uh, the text yeah. other than something that you've put together yeah so i mean that's one of the other things is i haven't i have i have adapted the story but i haven't put in any external uh dialogue or anything it is adapted straight from the book in fact this book just here this one here mm-hmm. um and it is te- i've taken some inspiration from his touring script, which you can find online. He has a version, there, there was a version released that he would take on tour. So uh, one of my big things was that I would never use a word that Dickens hasn't used in the novel itself. It's an adaptation. There are things that you will recognize, some things that may resonate a little differently because I, I wanna tell that certain version of the story. But apart from that, it's all Dickens, all That's the way through. like it. Well, absolutely brilliant stuff. Right, so how do we get tickets for this one? So you can get tickets from sutnartstheatre.co.uk. Uh, if you go onto the, the booking tab, you can find it. Um, you can also follow me on all of the socials. I will be posting about it nonstop for the next few weeks. You can find me on Instagram at Christopher Commander, uh, and there will be links to tickets there. Uh, or just, just, just message me. Give me, give me, let's have a chat. Let's have a chat about Christmas. I'll talk your ear off for a bit. Yeah, get, get top hat tips and uh, yeah, see Ooh. you in, in, in your uh, headgear before the event itself. It sounds good. It's going to be amazing. We know that. Get yourself down there. Sutton Arts Theatre, 8th and 9th of December, suttonartstheatre.co.uk and grab your tickets. And if you do sell the place out and there's that chance of that special uh, replica ticket from uh, when Mr Dickens was out doing what you're doing now, then uh, it, it's, it's going to be uh, good fun for someone. I, I think it'll make their Christmas, won't it? I would think so. I want to, yes, I think the 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 joyous bit of christmas carol and part of the scrooge that all resides in us with there's some cathartic elements to the story itself i think that's why it resonates for so long and has done so um yeah i'll i'll see you there see all of you you and you and you and everyone Forbidden by Alexis Q is doing amazing things in the world of music at the moment with the wonderful video and more dresses and you know quite what to do with it in the uh, in the, the little shoot there. Looking fantastic, sounding glorious as ever. Alexis, how are you doing? I'm doing great and thank you for having me once again. Well, it's always good to talk to you, great to catch up and the fact that you're in the UK. In fact, as we talk, you're less than 50 miles away from me for definite. Can you believe that? <laughs> well, there's a, we've got to get together at some point because I, I know you're in the UK because you're doing some work getting uh, your album mastered down at Abbey Road in the next few weeks. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And I'm looking forward to that. Um, the first single, Forbidden, as you mentioned earlier, is out now. And so um, everybody's been really excited about that. And I am anxious to share the rest of the album with the public. We know you produce amazing music. Oh, we discovered that over probably longer than both of us care to remember now, to be honest. Because, yes. uh, uh, but mum's the word. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you, you've been doing great things, and uh, I would say I've enjoyed each of the releases. But this one, I, I think, is even more special in some ways, isn't it? It is. It is. I think. Um, well, because of the fact that it it represents who I am now. But it was just the recording process. This is the first time I've worked and recorded everything in my own home studio, pretty much. Um, the album is called The Pajama Sessions for that reason, because <laughs> I did everything at home. Started writing and 
there was a freedom to being able to roll out of bed and go down to the studio and record um, without worrying about time limits or is this person going to show up to the studio on time or all these things. I was just free to experiment and explore. And then the other thing about this project is that I wanted to do a more organic approach to the, to the creation of the music. Before I used to sit down and play and, and record everything myself, but I got a band together this time around, mm -hmm. a live band, a live rhythm section. And they were the nucleus um, of pretty much all of the songs on the album. And we built everything around that. Yes. Yeah, and, and and that sort of yeah, musical development and, and get the chance to do that. I mean, it must be it must be great. Obviously, inviting them to your own home as well when they're recording. And that's a that's a whole different uh, uh, environment. And I should think puts them at ease and gets them to understand what you want from the music even more than if you were trying to dictate it in, in, a, in a studio somewhere. Exactly. I mean, I've learned to operate in recording studios, but there's nothing like the comfort of your home where you just you don't have any limitations in terms of how much time you can be there mm -hmm. um and also too you know i mean it's an it's in an environment that i feel most comfortable and i'm i'm free i'm freer to explore to experiment and if i mess up i mess up you know <laughs> and, and when you, if you, may, you haven't messed up you've just tried the wrong way of doing it and you'll find there the you wrong go. way <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean that's 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 a big part of it, and obviously the excitement of then uh, coming over to the UK and spending uh, several weeks uh, at Abbey Road doing those finishing touches. Now, are you going to maybe add a few little extra vocal tracks in there because you love your layered vocals? <laughs> I do, I do. We're going to see. We're definitely going to see. Um, I'm I've just gone over the catalogue um, of songs just just three o'clock this morning with my friends in Los Angeles. <laughs> and um, there are a few little tiny little, little tweaks we're going to do, uh, maybe add some more percussions from Bashiri Johnson on them. Um, but um, we're almost there. We're almost there. And um, February can't come soon enough. Well, yeah, and obviously yeah, that's going to be uh, both a physical and digital release as well, I'm going to guess. Yes, yes, yes. This is the, probably the first time I'm also releasing vinyl as well. Some special, um, some exclusive vinyl. It's because, I mean, vinyl hasn't really been a thing since you were not old enough to be in a recording studio. But I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's actually coming back. It's coming back. Um, a lot of young um, young music enthusiasts enjoy collecting the vinyl now. I've been watching the unboxing of everything from Harry <laughs> and Ray's work and what have you. So um, it's coming back. And I think what we also get from that is. Uh, we we know that digital is convenient. MP3s yeah. were never quite the real sound. CDs, no. obviously, it's perfection, but can be too perfect in some ways. Mm -hmm. And vinyl has that loving warmth that tells you the track was recorded by an artist who is keen to share a vision with you as well as some musical notes. Exactly, exactly. You know, it's it's more human to me because it the subtle imperfections, the little crackling sounds and what have you, um, the variations and things, that's real. That's real life. And um, I look forward to sharing that with everybody. <laughs> and uh, obviously, Forbidden, what are you telling us here with that release? Ah, well, it's for me to know and for you to find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, um, it's, it's, not, it's not as literal as people think it is. Although it's, um, this particular song was, was showcased in a sort of a romantic context. Forbidden is really about pursuing your passion, pursuing mm -hmm. your passion in the face of obstacles and opposition. Um, whether it's the 
whether it's a choice of a career, whether it's a choice of a life partner, whether it's a choice of, you know, how you how how you're going to present yourself to the public. Um, I wanted to write a song that spoke to those people who have, I guess, a rebel heart, who are determined to live their life authentically, um, despite all of the criticisms and pressures to say you should go another way. Well, I mean, at the moment, you're in the UK taking a bit of a break, which is why I'm so grateful for the fact that you've had a chat with us now. Uh, but uh, are you heading back to your home before coming back to Abbey Road? Yes, I'm going to be heading back to the UAE um, in about four or five days. Yep. And uh, But I'll be back. I'll be back all of December. And um, I may be actually here for a longer period in December because um, we have rehearsals for the concert on the 21st of February for the album launch. Well, so. I, I'm, I'm looking for tickets for that one. Absolutely. Uh, that, would, oh, that would be amazing. Backstage passes even. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. But what I'm hoping to be able to do is, whilst you're over here a little later on, is if we can try and find time to sit down and have an hour and, and talk through some of the album and other tracks that mean so much to you. And Absolutely. we will do our best to do that and share that with people. And that'd be great to, to share that around the album launch as well. That would be my absolute pleasure. <laughs> well, we'll, fingers crossed, be able to get that one together. Meanwhile, we're going to hear Forbidden now. And uh, Alexis Q, it's always a pleasure. Whatever guy's format or way in which your sound is, is coming across, it's it's always a pleasure to listen to. So I, I appreciate every moment of your music. Thank you again for joining us. I thank you for loving the music. Thank you.
with all the fun and mayhem beginning on the 23rd of November. Codsort and Rascal Society celebrate the 50th anniversary of the first of their children's play with another amazing spectacular for the whole family. And I'm joined now by a number of the gang to say hello. 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 Uh, Bridget, as, as you're sort of closest to the front of me, you see one eye. Uh, I'll, um, <laughs> I, I'll get you to begin with and tell us quite what's going on here, because this is slightly different in many ways to the way we've seen the Christmas event for the kids come together in the past. Yes, so it's um, Beauty and the Beast. And um, the difference is that um, basically when we uh, started to, when we chose the play, we realised that we hadn't got enough um enough of our members original actors and members available, yeah, just through like life circumstances. So um, our directors had to make that decision whether they needed to go in the play or not. And basically we decided that because they were going to audition, they couldn't cast themselves and they couldn't, you know. So uh, it was my job to be the casting director, which we've never had before. Make an extra yeah. special role. I like it. That's all fantastic. So. So what we need to do then now is is everyone uh, who I mean and this could take a while, but everyone shout up who they are and who they're being and what and what jobs they've got, even if it's just doing the juice for the interval. So um, I'm one of the directors and I'm also playing Belle. I'm Wendy and I'm playing Aunt Lou, Belle's auntie. Um, I'm Nathan and I'm playing the Beast slash Prince Philippe. I'm Patrick and I'm playing Jeeves, the French butler. <laughs> um, yes, I've been in the company two weeks. <laughs> God help me. Uh, and I'm playing Mrs. Hobbs. Uh, I'm Biagio, same again. I've just uh, joined uh, and I will be playing uh, Don John. And I'm Emma and I'm Don John's little sidekick, Bridget. I'm Wayne and I'm Belle's best friend, Zeke. And I'm Kira, and I am playing Breed from Arch. <laughs> so, so you've got it, a smorgasbord there. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. it's going to be brilliant fun. And I, I couldn't remember work out where, where one of the voices came from then. It's, it's, it's almost like there's ventriloquism going on. However, it's going to be fun when it comes to the uh, the production itself. And uh, uh, obviously, this is something I think very special for the village of Codsall. And uh, when you, uh, you know, bring this to, to life on stage, it's it's not panto. It's something more than that. It, it is a play for the kids. There is silliness. There is fun. But also, they get to see what acting's like, too. And for your members who've been there a couple of weeks, who probably have previous experience in other shows, uh, it's it's still great to be to be part of something, which is actually going to shape you know, kids' impressions on, on, on what the world of arts are like. Uh, absolutely. Um, we have Emma with us and her partner, um, he was actually in one of our children's plays when he was very young and um, now he's doing uh, stage management for us. So um, it just shows that, you know, we are part of the community and it's lovely to kind of have those people come back year after year and then maybe even bring in their own children to come and see it as well. And I think part of the, the magic here is the fact that it's such a, an enjoyable part of the community and it is the start of Christmas for so many. And do we see the colouring competition return this year as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, oh, and right, so it's all there and yeah, the, the little chance for the kids to have a bop after the show and get their programmes autographed as well. And I think that's another special part of it too. 
yeah. yeah. And lovely prizes for the colouring competition. So they need to remember to bring those with them. Uh, and of course, there's the usual slapstick and the chase and uh, he's behind you, etc. Lots of audience participation. Elements of panto but in something different. Yeah. I will say as well, Jason, that um, we realised recently that this is actually our 50th year since we started doing the children's plays. It's not, obviously we missed one because of you know what. Yes. But um, yeah, 1973, we started with Jack and the Beanstalk and that, so it's quite nice that actually we're 50 years down the line and it's still going on and people are still wanting to come and see it. And, and I mean, with a lot of what we see from Codsell, it doesn't often require that many musical numbers as such, but there's going to be musical numbers in here aplenty, aren't there? Oh, yeah. Uh, we've definitely got um, our sound guy, Paul, busy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have some musical numbers in there. Maybe even a little bit of singing. Um, I'm not going to say that it's amazing, but it's there. <laughs> that's, part of, that's part of the fun of a, of a Christmas production, though. It ha it's, 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 it's about telling the story. And again, you will do that wonderfully. <laughs> and uh, uh, it, with the dual role of uh, the, the Beast and the Prince, that's going to be an interesting one for you, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's all keeping under wraps at the minute, though. So you've, got, you've all got to come and see actually how it happens. <laughs> so transformation somewhere along the line. And uh, I, I love the fact that, uh, you know, there's so, so many involved. And as I say, you've got new members as well. And that's part of it, isn't it? So it's new people will come and join. Others will be away on holiday sometimes. You know, an event doesn't tie in with their calendars, particularly because the amount of rehearsal you guys put into these things. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about being uh, part of the, the, the fun and the camaraderie of being in college. So I, I I love you guys for all of that because it's always brilliant. But uh, I think we, we need some interaction from the whole of the gang again. So uh, uh, let's, let's uh, uh, we'll have favourite Christmas production uh, other than Beauty and the Beast from everybody, please. Working mm -hmm. around the uh, the line from from Bridges and 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 back across towards Wendy. Uh, Sleeping Beauty. When I was Luna last year. That's cool. <laughs> Uh, for me, I think it's got to be Jack and the Beanstalk when I played the tap dancing cow. That's <laughs> Anyone else in between who can give us uh, some highlights? Oh, um, well, this is a full circle for me. I know you said um, no Beauty and the Beast talk, but uh, yeah, when I first joined seven years ago, Beauty and the Beast was my uh, first role and I was Belle in that as well. So is it's it, you, full circle. You're born to be Belle. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not typecast at all. <laughs> but the thing is, each year it's a different script, isn't it? And it's all written specially for the event. Mm -hmm. yeah, it is. It's been by, by um, Ali and Sam and Bridget. Uh, so it's again a, a joint effort. Uh, and they've, they really have worked so hard to add lots of fun to it, um, lots of very clever parts that would appeal to adults and children alike. Well, we're all looking forward to it. As I say, 23rd of November is the first date. That's the Thursday. Then you've got Friday the 24th. Both of those are at 7.30. Saturday the 25th, you've got a 2.30 and a 6.30. Then we're into the next week where there's a Thursday the 30th and a Friday the 1st, both at 7.30. And of course, Friday's a busy one in console because you've got the Christmas fair on that night. So be careful, get yourself sorted mm -hmm. for the parking. And then you've got Saturday the 2nd at 2.30 and 6.30. Tickets are £8 on Thursdays, £9 on Fridays and Saturdays, and adults come at children's price. 
prices. So that all works for absolutely everybody. And I know if you've got a little one, they're under three and they can sit on your lap. Both of those apply. If they're over three, yeah. so then, then they buy a ticket. If they're under three and they're flipping huge and they need their own seat, then you've got to pay for them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no putting them on a diet before Christmas. But if you <laughs> them, then they get in for now, which is uh, even better because it, it's, it's, it's all about bringing the family together at Christmas. And whether it's a grandparents and the grandkids or whether the whole family come along the uh, console christmas uh, play for kids is always well worth getting yourself along to well happy 50th congratulations on the 50th anniversary even if it's the technically it must be the 50th production then because it, it, it you, you'd have been on 51 if it had been 50 years yes. so yes. it's kind of worked out right for you hasn't it break a leg have a brilliant time don't break a leg if you're in the slosh scene and have a, 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 a wonderful time with beauty and the beast this christmas thanks for joining us now last night on sky arts there was an amazing moment by hannah broadhead local artist showing off her talent and rightly so on national tv she joins me now to let me know how she got on in uh, the uh, the amazing show the portrait artist of the year hannah how are you Oh, yeah, I'm okay. How's yourself? I'm getting by, thank you. We we <laughs> do our best to cope whatever life throws at us. And and you've been uh, sort of sharing your talents. And uh, uh, tell us a, a bit about the format of the show, because uh, you were in one of the, the rounds, uh, which will potentially lead to a final. Uh, how did it work out last night on telly? What happens is um, you're a part of nine other people. You're a part of nine people. Um fighting for a chance to be part of the final so then you could go on to win a 10 grand um commission to paint um a lady that we didn't know the celebrity at the time it's only just been re released yeah um so you're up against nine professional semi-professional or amateur artists um that I've seen some of them actually in galleries down in London. Mm -hmm. So um, that was interesting to be up against some of some big hitters. Um, and then some other people that I've not heard of, but, you know, you meet on the day or getting nervous in the um, start room. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was just a mad day because it, it's over four hours. You're painting over four hours. And you're being interviewed while those four hours are taking place as well. And, and that must be quite distracting you. whilst you're trying to do a piece of artwork. Yeah, because you'll be talking to a judge. I mean, you're talking to Ty Shorenberg, um, Stephen Mangum, um, Kate O'Brien and Kathleen Serino. Well, I've probably said that wrong. Um, so you're talking to really big, big names in art and galleries. Um so that's intimidating in itself, but um, I did the trick of giving out fruit pastels to everyone to like get them on my side. <laughs> that's part of, it, of the world of art. You need just that little bit of sugar to sweeten things as you go along. Well, that's it. <laughs> that's it. I mean, it probably didn't help with the adrenaline growing through your body at the time. <laughs> thinking, oh, do I don't want breakfast. I'll just have some fruit pastels. But um, yeah, so you're up against nine other eight other people and you're having to paint a celebrity well you 
you divide it into groups of three, mm-hmm. and then you paint a sitter per per three. Um, so that was really scary. <laughs> but, so who, um, who did you get to paint? Shirley Ballas. And that again, that's a, a challenge in itself because although you may know the face, you then got to try and turn that into a piece of art, which ties in with what you see in front of you rather than your impression of them on television. Well, that's it. I mean, there was um, three three right. celebrities, um, and they the crew ask you a lot. What do you want from uh, Sita? And you get you get Shirley Ballas in front of you. She's a very very beautiful beautiful lady. Um, you get her in front of you, um, and she's she was very um, self aware of the cameras. Mm-hmm. So you you follow follow the cameras, and I decided I'd be that one that one person in my head that was going to paint from life. But she was a mm-hmm. um, lovely lovely lady, lovely lady, really beautiful. So I thought I'm not going to use technology. I'm not going to use my phones. I'm mm-hmm. not going to use um, grids. I just wanted to experience that situation as is. You paint from various different sources, and uh, obviously you teach. You paint professionally, uh, and uh, I mean you're an absolute all rounder. And the the artwork that I've seen you produce, and craft items as well. I mean you you've just got this amazing way of taking these materials and turning them to real world items, and that I absolutely love and adore about all of your work. And uh, it's it's brilliant to know, you know, that you've been part of this, recognised, having been selected of one of seventy two from several thousand entrants across the UK. So proud of you for that, which is amazing in itself. Now, this time, it didn't quite work out as far as progressing through to the next round. But the experience itself must have been an enjoyable but crazy day. Yes, and the the, the thing was as well, um, although Shirley didn't choose my piece on camera, she did actually ask for it after camera as well. So it's, it's now in... Um, it was. She told me it was going to be given to her son to be placed in their New York apartment. Oh, that is brilliant! So isn't I haven't it? actually got the piece. Yeah. So that's that's exciting in itself. That you mm-hmm. know, although I didn't progress, a celebrity of her caliber has got a piece of my artwork. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 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 crazy because um, this. The, the artists you see, I mean, I only got to see the people I was with and I now speak to them more now afterwards than I did on the day mm-hmm. because although it's a four hour day, you're there from quarter to seven till about six o'clock at night. So that's a long so, one. <laughs> yeah, you're filming, you're filming um, a long time in the sense that when you're interviewed by the host, they don't stop the recording. They don't stop the thing. So I think I had, over time, they won't show them all, but I had about eight interviews from um, different judges. And um, I had a lot of audience members sneaking in to the second row and to watch me finish the piece. And I got a lot of love and hugs at the end after I'd finished. So I think... Although I didn't um, progress, 
I had a lot of audience response from mm -hmm. the people who came round because, you know, if I'm going to offer a fruit pastel to Shirley, I'm going to offer it to the audience as well. <laughs> Brilliant. <That's, laughs> everybody's equal in there. That's what counts. Well, that's it. it. I mean, congratulations on being part of this to start off with. And I know that your work is available to buy as commissions through the uh, Sky Arts website that ties in with the show. And again, that's another brilliant opportunity to yeah. showcase what you can do. Uh, I mean, you've had exhibitions uh, plenty over the years anyway, and I'm sure there are many more to come. Have yeah. you got anything lined up in the near future? Um, I just I was just at the RBS drawing prize recently. That was a good exhibition to be part of, and I was actually. Um, I actually met the winner of the 2021 Portrait Artist of the Year, Curtis Holder. He's mm -hmm. big in Birmingham. I think it was 21 or 20. Could have been possibly 22. <laughs> but um, so, you know, it's just, I'm just trying to now, I've, I've come into the idea that now I've got to give myself at least two days a week to do my own work and the rest of the week doing the commissions and actually put time in because what it does do for you, being part of that is it makes you realize that actually I need to be pushing my work down further mm -hmm. and actually having time to do my own work, not just well, fill my time with commissions mm -hmm. and actually try and get into some of the bigger art galleries like the London galleries. You already keep competing against some of these people who are in the big galleries then, why well, can't I be one of them? Absolutely. And uh, so you, you've shown that in the work that you've done, uh, which, which aired on TV last night. And it's uh, it's something we expect to see. I mean, uh, as it goes, I mean, artists, I mean, there's a lot of artists out there and there are a lot of different uh, materials that people work in. And uh, people know then become known that there is a uh, it tends to be a theme that, uh, that goes through people's art. Well, that's all about you know, your work. But commissions can be something completely different and off the wall, can't they? Oh yeah, there can be there can be anything. I, I tend to do a lot of dog, get a lot of dog commissions coming through. Mm -hmm. A lot of dog commissions or memorial pieces come through. And but it must um, be amazing though to to have the privilege of bringing that to life for somebody. And it's it, it's more than a job, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's being an artist. It's 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 seven days a week. It doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to, you have to do things that people want to buy or. Well, spend much money because art's a luxury. It's it's a luxury item. It's, it's an essential luxury, though. Yeah, it, I think I'd like to think it is essential <laughs> because you know, if if you do a original piece of art and someone buys it, they're investing not only in the artwork, they're investing in you, mm -hmm. and that's that's such a lovely thing to know that people are prepared to to do that. Well, but like I say, say it is. Luxury. It is a luxury. But I say, so, a, but a, a joy and one which just keeps giving, which I think is uh, is a wonderful thing. We've most arti artists will tell you that it's hard work, and because you don't stop, you you never get the time to stop. So your work, your life revolves around it. Yeah. Every you know, it'd be nice, be nice to have a weekend off now and again <laughs> to be able to catch up on. Everything I've missed on TV. <laughs> but you're too busy being on TV, though. This is how it goes. <laughs> it, it drives I, things further it, forward. It is scary knowing that it's one of the... I mean, it is one of the biggest art shows on, on TV. I mean, there's a three million switch on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they warned that when they did the initial phone call and says, 
we want you on. You're going to be on round six, but do you realise that you're going to be in front of three million people? And you're going, um, I'm going to think about that later. <laughs> After it's filmed, I'll worry about that. Yeah, that's the way to do so, it. Well, so congratulations on what we've done. Where do we find your artwork? Because obviously you can, people can book um, you for commissions, but uh, also <laughs> there's lots more besides, isn't there? Um, I'm, I'm obviously on Facebook. If you look up Hannah Broadhead Art, and I've, my website is www.hannahbroadheadart.com. So you can find me on there, and you can also find me on um, Sky Arts Gallery of the Gallery of the Year, mm-hmm. Artist of the Year Gallery. That's so it. Google so, all that, that lot, and you'll Google you'll find all that. of that. Have a look. <laughs> you might find something you like. There's there's portraits, landscapes, still lives, and. I'm, I'm one of these artists that believe that no matter what your budget, you should be able to buy a piece of artwork. Mm-hmm. So I've got pieces that cover, that start from £22 to up to 750 you know, so they should be art for everyone, fingers crossed. Absolutely. And now is the time to buy before those numbers go sky high. Well, like that. Well, you can hope. <laughs> at least I haven't had to chop off my ear yet. That's that's why. Let's let's keep you fully intact. Yeah, that's the way we like it. It's somewhere to put your brush as well, and it would make your glasses fall off if you hadn't got that. So let's uh, avoid any issues there for now, though. Hannah, thank you for joining us. Congratulations on uh, on being part of a massive event uh, in the world of art in 2023, and I know that going forward there'll be even more amazing events for you too. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks ever so much. <laughs> That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 753 next week. I'll see you then. Good afternoon. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.